Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. If you have your Bible, let's turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. So the Word of God says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. Heavenly Father, so thankful tonight for the power in your word. <laughs> Lord, I ask tonight that you just uh, speak through your word. God, that tonight you just uh, anoint these lips of clay to do what you would have me to do. Lord, tonight you've laid on my heart the greatest of all things for me to tell your people about your son and my Savior. God, tonight it's my heart, my heart's desire that we'd all leave this place changed and closer to you closer than we've ever been before. So God, tonight, do what you do. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated. The most talked about, read about, laughed at, looked at, man ever to be and man that ever would be this man Jesus Holy Ghost began to speak to me in such a way that just reminded me that Jesus is the word of God that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word declares that the same was in the beginning with God and was not anything made that was made was made without him. The word goes on to say this, and in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined in darkness, but the darkness comprehended it not. Today there's really four areas that the Lord has laid on my heart. Jesus as the word of God, Jesus as the will of God, Jesus as the worship of God, and then Jesus as the way to God. And when we talk about the word, I can tell you this, man, that there's never been anything in my life that has built me like his name. 
And when I say that, the very word of God constructs us. When I think of this Bible, that when I think of it, I looked up, I think there's 1,236 pages in my Bible, and some of that would be some of the, uh, just the format to the chapter or something such as that, a little bit of commentary even before and different things. But can I tell you, this Bible is, is the grand narrative of the greatest man that's ever lived. Listen, as the world pushes and as the world looks for heroes and everything and, and, and all things, and can I tell you, there will never be another one like him. This one, that the very one that John the Baptist said that when he was baptizing in the River Jordan and there came this Jesus and I get such a vivid picture and you've watched me do this probably countless times now to you. But when he stops it all and he points and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. I remember as a 16-year-old boy coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and somebody pointing me to Jesus. I wish that all of us would point people to Jesus and maybe this world would not be in the condition and in the shape that it's in I still believe in this word of God I still believe that it changes lives I still believe it puts marriages back together and I still believe that it puts the devil on the run I still believe in the power of the name of Jesus Christ I still believe in the truth that he died for. I still believe that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than I can even comprehend or think. I still believe that he's able to save the most lost person that you can imagine. I still believe that he sobers up drunks. And I still believe that he breaks the addiction. Somebody said, I found Jesus. Friend, I've got to tell you that his whole life's work, according to Luke chapter 19, was to seek and to save that which is lost. I'm thankful that Jesus found me and I found him and I haven't been the same since. Jesus is the Word of God. The Word of God. The Word says this in Isaiah 55, 8 through 11. For my thoughts, says the Lord, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not hither, or thither, but water the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish, according to the word of God, it will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Listen, Jesus was the word. God sent forth his word. His word came. His word healed. His word delivered his word changed people's lives and it accomplished the very thing that God sent it forth to do and that was to reconcile sinful man back to a holy God man I tell you we don't need another two or three trillion dollars on the books guys what America needs right now, listen, can I tell you what America needs is a Holy Ghost revival. 
I'm talking about the kind that shakes the church first and shakes every nut and flake out and lets the true people of God stand and be counted and declare that our God is alive, He's well, and He's coming back. That's the kind of I'm talking about the kind of revival that when you pray for people, they're healed. That when you believe with people, prayers are answered. I'm talking about the kind of revival where prodigals want to come back home because there's something to come back home to. I'm talking about the kind of revival that runaway moms and dads will come back to the cross of Christ and get delivered and be a mom and dad like God called them to be. You can't preach the truth. You'll run people off is what the world says. Can I tell you, I'd rather run you off than sacrifice the truth of God and run God out of this place. If we're going to make room for anybody in here, he's got to have the first seat in the house. Because I'll guarantee you, if God ain't here, nobody gets changed. Jesus is the word of God that when I speak his name and I've had to speak it over my mind that when I speak his name I mean you've been with me I've went into crack infested and and drug infested trailers and people there are so doped out of their head and look at them and through the name of Jesus I said in the name of Jesus shut your mouth and demand for that demon and that alcohol addiction and that whatever addiction that they have. I said, come out right now. Try to speak. I said, I didn't tell you to speak. You said, I can't believe you use that authority. That authority is not in my name. That authority is in the name of you. Huh? You, you, you got you to tell me how that works. Well, Jesus said, I suffer not a devil to speak. The only time that he would do that, he said, what's your name? And I'm not listening. I'll tell you this. I'll ask what, the, what, what do you want? What are you doing? What is it? You mean to name it? I know that there's power in the name. And Amy, you've seen it. I've watched them wilt under the power of the name. I've watched them grit their teeth and try to come at me. And God take them down right before they get to my feet. There's still power in that name. There's still power in that name, Luke. When the world says it's just another name, I'm going to tell you right now, Christian, you can go through the mud, but this Jesus that you say you're serving ain't going through the mud with you. He's been to the cross. He's paid for it all. Can I tell you something? I know he'll never leave us or forsake us, but you better understand the holy that you're calling. You're calling your homeboy, and you're calling this and that. He didn't come to be that. He come to be our Savior, our Deliverer, and our Redeemer. The church has got such a low view anymore of Christ. He should be the highest thing. The greatest thing in the church. Why is that? His word said that if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. You can see right now that hell can draw a crowd. Because you just wish you just witnessed nine or ten people, I don't know what the count is now, that got stampeded. 
by a bunch of satanic, listen, by a bunch of minds that have completely went astray. You better know what your child is listening to. Well, I didn't. Huh? Parent, have you got enough boldness to say, shut that mess off? My kids get old enough. I'll say, you know the choice you're making? Can't make them. You know the choice you're making. So you're seeing that Satan can draw a crowd. And the demonic forces thereof. The Word of God said there's a lot of spirits that have went out into the world. I told y'all, man, I, I, I've touched on that for several weeks. Unclean spirits, evil spirits, deaf and dumb spirits. The spirit of Jesus, all kinds of spirits. The spirit of the Antichrist. And I'll tell you this. Be assured that most everybody, if not everybody, is following the spirit. But it not. it's not the Holy Spirit. That when the word of God says, you know, and I, Jesus said, you don't even know what spirit you are of. Coming to that very place. Back to the core. I promise you I'm not mad. I'm just real passionate about the Word of God. And the Word said, and Jesus, our Heavenly Father said this through the power of His Word. He said, I sent my Word, and it accomplished that that I sent it to do. And it did not return unto me void. It reconciled man back to a holy God. Psalm 107, the 107th Psalm, verse 20. The Word said, He sent His Word, and He healed them and delivered them from the destructions. Jesus was the word. I don't know about you, but Jesus has healed me and set me free. Everybody thinks that a healing has to be a broken bone. It has to be a back. It has to be a heart. Have I got anybody in the house that he's ever healed your mind? About five, I'll ask it again. Have I got anybody in the house that he's ever healed your mind? When's the last time you thanked him for a sound mind? If it's been a while, why don't you just thank him right now? He gives you a sound mind, a sure mind that's not built on what I've done or what you've done, but what he did at Calvary. The word said, and he delivered them, Charlie, from the destructions. I can't imagine what a mess I would be without Christ. Listen, man, I didn't win the, listen, I, I've got to tell you, in, in, a, in all actuality, I should be a drunk like my earthly father was. In all actuality, I should be living far different than the way I'm living. The odds were against me, and the odds were against you, and hell was against me, and hell was against you. But listen, the Word of God, I'm talking about Jesus paid for my past. Gives me my present. And I'm not worried about tomorrow. Because I know the one that paid for my past. That's giving my joy today. Is going to be there tomorrow. That's the kind of God that I serve. Jesus. The word of God. I want to know everything about him. I'm doing a personal study right now. That I think will come out soon. I want to know. About the father and son relationship through the word of God. I have a deep desire in me right now. And hell is pushing as hard as it can to keep me from it. I know it. Yet I press on. 
I want to know my father in a greater way than I've ever known him before. I want to I know how and why he loves me. So I'll know how and why I should love you. I want to know him in a deeper way. And the way that you know the Father, according to Scripture, is to know the Son. That's Scripture. When you begin to look at this, you can see that Jesus says the Word of God. The Word of God says in Genesis chapter 1, then another in the beginning. This is what it's referring to. You see, as John is bringing about the deity of God, as the others would show him as king, servant, and even a man, but John shows him as deity. He shows him differently than any of the other. The others are called synoptics. They're central. They're, they're, they're very similar. They're set upon in the same line, but not John. John shows him as God. And the Word of God. The Word of God is what changes our lives. So in the beginning, I can see it in my own life, the chaos, the confusion, all of those things in this whole earthly beginning. How that the whole earth was such like a vacuum, not just nothingness, not just the chaos. But the nothingness, just like a vacuum, if you will. And that's where we are so many times. It's just like a vacuum, like things have been literally sucked out of us, like, like the enemy has just tried to do that. In darkness, Stephanie tries its best to encompass our mind and to encompass even our path. And then we read the Word of God. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. As I spoke this morning to probably at the oldest, Angie, maybe 17, and down to those that were five, I preached to them much like I'm preaching to you. Tear-filled eyes. Holy Ghost reminded me, don't give them a prop. Don't give them a picture. Give them the word. It's a childlike faith in which they are saved. That five-year-old that you think is not listening may be hanging on to every word that is either preached or sung or shown in the service. Don't you dare let hell minimize what you think they can and can't understand because it's the Holy Ghost that brings them understanding. I'm not here to say that every five-year-old should be saved, but I believe that every 70-year-old should be saved. And here's what I know. I know this beyond the shadow of a doubt. Regardless of what man say or what men say or anybody else says, this is what I know. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, not might, not could, not possibly, not maybe, they shall be saved. Can I get a hearty amen? Does anybody know that kind of God and that kind of gospel? How shall they hear without a preacher? Listen, parents that are in this place, let your house be filled. <laughs> With preachers. Let mom and dad become the pattern and the preacher that these children come to know. 
that when you're not around, your presence will still be there. That when they get ready to do something or think something, they'll say, oh, wait a minute, that's not going to work. Why? Because mama said so. Because daddy said so. That's not enough in mama and daddy if Jesus didn't say so. I still believe. Jesus says the Word of God. He's my creator. The Word of God says in Colossians 1, chapter, 12, or chapter 1, verse 12 through 20, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Hold on, i got to stop right here. Can I tell you all something? Can I tell you all something? I, I had a good conversation with some people that are very dear to me this past week, and we were talking about the mansion. We were talking about this and what it's going to be like there. Can I tell you something? Man, if I didn't get another thing other than the joy that he's given me to fill my soul and the freedom that he's given me from hell and knowing that I'm never going to see hell. Miss Tasha, I was so encouraged this morning when one of our little ones, one of our little ones, one of our young ones, I won't mention who. He come up. <laughs> she said, Brother Wayne, you mentioned the word hell. And he said, uh-oh, that's a bad word. Can I tell you something? I'm thankful that he's raised in a home to where that word hell is a bad word. Amen, somebody? I didn't have a hard time at all. And Tosh, I know you didn't either explaining that. But I didn't want him leaving thinking Brother Wayne cusses all the time either. Can I tell you something? Our kids, every time they hear the word heaven, they ought to know that there's a place to shun called hell. So the word, that inheritance, how many of you are thankful for the inheritance that you've already received? If you've got joy, say, I've got joy. If you've got peace, say, I've got peace. If you've got the love of God, say, I've got the love of God. Can I tell you, that's your inheritance. The world can't give you that. They can't wrap it up pretty. You won't find it on the streets in New York. You won't find it anywhere else. We've got an inheritance that is paid in full, and we're already receiving it through the earnest of the Holy Ghost of God when you feel the peace of God, the joy of God. Listen, the love of God. That is the Holy Ghost. I can't give that to you, but I'll tell you what I do believe. I do believe that I can stir up the gift by the laying on of hands. I do believe in the power of that. I do believe that. I do believe that when we pray for people, there's a power that comes from on high. That when we pray and we believe that cancers have to go. What happens if they don't? Don't make him any less God, and you're not going to keep me praying for the next one. Because here's what I want you to do. For everyone that tells you they didn't get healed, ask them on the other side if they got healed. His name is greater than disease. It's greater. He's able to bring blood pressure down and in the right spot. Somebody watching online in the name of Jesus. How many of you ever seen your sugar count come down? You've ever had? I've seen it happen. I've seen people bring back the reports to where God has healed them. Now, when God heals you of diabetes, don't 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 park in the Krispy Kreme parking lot. If God heals you of lung cancer, don't keep smoking. Hello. If God delivers you from alcohol. 
Don't fool nobody and say, I got a cold and go out and get your Vicks 44 and take the whole bottle. Don't play the game with me. I lived in an alcoholic's home. Giving thanks. By the way, I'm back to the inheritance. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin, who is the image, this word of God is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. The word says whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by him and for him. Hold on a minute, you're messing me up. You mean that every throne that's ever been, every dominion, every authority was created by him yes and I will tell you the word says that God created evil how could that be you cannot tell you the reason God created evil is so that you would know the difference between good and evil and God will use evil to run you out of there to bring you to him and to see that in every piece of that to see that's not what you need neither were you designed for All the stuff that's going on around you and all the manipulation and all the lies and everything else. Listen, I'm telling you right now, you're going to send your mind into crazy town if you don't shut it off. Mm, some of y'all are like, mm, I need a ticket out of crazy town. <laughs> See Stephen Smith. The word said, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. He's before all things. What's that mean? He's before anything else. That before I call you, I better have called him. Before I believe a lie, he's before that I believe the truth. And it's not just that, sis, what it is. By him all things consist. I like that word, Wayne. Consist basically means held together. It's by him and through him and in him that everything within me is held together. Because I'll tell you what, without him I'd be an utter mess. But he's what holds me together. Why? He's the one that put me together. And in him, church, we're going to stay together. Praise be to God. He's the head of the body, the church, not the pastor, not the apostle, not the evangelist, not the fivefold this, the fivefold that. Jesus is the head of the church. If you're going to put anybody's name on a sign at church, put his name on it. I never saved nobody. You never saved nobody. I don't care. Hagee didn't save nobody. Furtick, he didn't save nobody. But I'll tell you this, Jesus Christ is still in the saving business. Well, he's the head of the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in him all things might have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. I'm talking about Jesus, the word. And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. There's still only one way. For this world to get peace. It's not <laughs> through the World Health Organization. It's not through, listen, you can, you, can, you can give all your money to UNICEF, Salvation Army, good. You can give it to Goodwill. You can do all that, but ain't none of that going to save you. 
Can I tell you the very thing that's going to save you? Is not an it or a thing. It's a he. That bled and died on Calvary's hill 2,000 years ago. For every sin sick sinner just like myself. Had I been born into the most affluent of families and had every stitch of clothes that I would have ever needed and every, every bite that my mouth could take and had I been born into the lap of luxury and the world say he's got everything, I still would have had nothing. But oh, when I found him and he found me, when the word of God was preached, and it reached the soul of brokenness. You see, the thing is, is that most of our message anymore are to help you be a better you instead of coming to the knowledge of a greater Him. Pastor, could you help me? Could you help me? Give me five ways that I can be a better me. I can give you one. Get to Jesus. And what happens is the biggest step, Stephen, you've heard me quote this, I don't know how many times. The biggest step, the second biggest step, I would say, the first may be that when the person that is under true conviction, and listen, it becomes easy when Holy Ghost takes over, Charlie. But that first step that a man or a woman or a child makes to the altar of God is a tough step, but it's the very needed step. The second step that I believe could be even harder is that, is for a person after they are born again to step out of their life and step into his life. And going from, from, from living a life of the Savior saved me into one that says I'll serve everybody. Jesus, the Word of God. When the word of God is preached, prodigals have a place to come to and a reason to come home. I don't know this morning as I was speaking to those youngins and they were so attentive. I thought, my goodness. I didn't have an altar call. I said, I'm not having an altar call here. I said, we're going to have an altar call all day long. And I said, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, if the Spirit of God hits you and you need prayer, call on one of your teachers. If this word hits you and you need to be saved, then stop them. And tell them that I need to be saved right now. It's only half the equation for the word of God to be preached. It must be received. And the devil and the demons of hell are like the fowls of the air that come and they snatch the seed even before it begins to get settled in a person's mind. And no quicker than that, they're off doing something else. You all can't believe what I see on Sunday morning. 
And the thing, maybe one of the, and, and, and that's the reason that I pray to be in the Spirit. Boy, if you're going to pray for me, man, you just pray, Pastor. Pray, Pastor, be in the Spirit. Why? Because when I'm in the Spirit, I don't see people nodding off. And if I do, I don't even care. Listen, I don't see people filing their nails. I don't see people on their iPhones. I don't see that. Can I tell you, all I see is Him, and that's where I want to get you. But the fowls of the air are thick in here on Sunday morning. And when the word is being preached, no quicker than that, your mind is saying, ha, I can't do that. I can't. Can I tell you, God never said that you could, but he did say this in his word, that he said this, that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Why doesn't that seed, according to the parable of the soil, why isn't it? Why doesn't it ever come to fruition? Well, we've got several reasons why. It could be the stony place. It could be the thorns that grow up around. It could be the, the cares of this world that choke it out. But can I tell you, the seed that is covered will grow. And the reason today that so many Christians, they come to an altar. They want forgiveness. And you know what? They'll even get a little bit of a high. But they leave here and they don't, they don't cover the seed with the Word of God. Amy, how many times? <laughs> I tell my kids, I say, I'm going to my room. I'm going to read. They come in there and what am I doing, Amy? Right here. I got the Word on my chest and I'm going... Can I tell you, I can't think of a greater thing to cover me when I sleep than the Word of God. Went through three months of revival one time, seeing the power of God hit people. It hit people. How many stayed with it? I don't know. We'll find out in glory. And it won't matter to me then. It'll matter to them, but I don't know that it'll matter to me. Because when I get there, I don't think anything's going to matter to me but Him. When you cover your life with that word, that when you start in the morning before the fowls of the air come and the jealousies come and the depression tries to come in and the call comes and the hate mail comes and this comes and that comes, can I tell you the fowls of the air will snatch that word out of your heart? But if you're covered in the word, hell has got to go. Do you understand what I'm talking about? This is what I know through the power of the word. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. I'm in Him and He's in me. Pastor, you act like you're saying that pridefully. I'm not saying that pridefully at all. I say it with the utmost of humility. I've done nothing to deserve the salvation that I have and that I know through Him. The only thing that was my part is saying I've sinned against you and I need forgiveness. And at that very point, it was the pinnacle of my faith in that sense and also the catalyst to usher even the thought of glory into my mind. It's Him. How many good things have you sung? How many good things? Forget me as your preacher, your pastor. Let's just do wherever you get your... Y'all get your fill-ups everywhere now, man. And I mean that. And listen, it's a wonderful thing. I'm not against it. I'm not. And I mean that. I mean, this online thing has helped a lot of people. Listen, it's, it's, it's helping deliver people from drugs. It's helping put marriages back together. It's helping do a lot of those things. And I know, man, a lot of you getting the word and you're getting it everywhere. But can I tell you something? Don't 
don't trust the word that's in this size screen. People online, can I tell you, thus saith the word of God. Read it for yourself. Don't just read it, believe it. The word. And all of those things. And like I said, I know it's coming in, but I'll tell you, cover it with the word. I have time for one more. Jesus as the Word of God. Jesus and the will of God. I've done this thing for a while. And I'm coming to a place right now to see how. I think I'm kind of like Isaiah. Isaiah, you've heard me say this before, but Isaiah was preaching. He was doing all that until Isaiah 6. And he said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And he was high and he was lifted up. And his train filled the temple. This morning, in my prayer time, I heard Alicia. I don't know about y'all, but here a while back when I said the Holy Ghost was my counselor, I meant it. I don't think I ever went to a counselor in school. Ever. You say, man, you must have been smart. No. No, I just had too much pride, I guess. But the Holy Ghost is my counselor. And I say that humbly. And this morning I'm spending some time with him. And I hear him beginning to etch something within my soul. Saying, I'm going to show you some glimpses of glory. And my mind already began to move. My mind began to think about Abraham. My mind began to think about the glimpse he had of glory. My mind began to think about the glimpse of glory that, that Moses had. And my mind just began to walk through Scripture. And it just began to just flood my soul. And I thought, oh, God, it's one of those things. I don't know how God talked to y'all. And y'all think God always talking to you, Brother Wayne. You're a kook. I'm not saying that. When you spend, and I'm just spending time, man, and this whole time I'm struggling to keep the enemy out. I ain't trying to be here perfect. But I'm telling you, I'm trying, man. And I'm hearing this, and the Holy Ghost is giving me sneak peeks of things to come. He said, I'm going to show you some glimpses of glory. I don't know about you, but I've had a few glimpses of glory. I've seen colors that my natural eye, that in my prayer times before, I've lost time. I, I've lost what seemed like five minutes, and I was there two hours. I, I, I've... I've so deep in him that I've seen colors that, like I said, my natural eye has never seen before. I'm coming to a place of nothingness to where there's nothing but him. So I'm looking forward to seeing some glimpses of glory. And I don't think it's just for me. I think it's for all of us. Begin a few of them watching some of these young people get saved. And that's some glimpses, right? So as I look at that, I'm thinking about God and him moving. And here, here's where I was at, guys, is the thing is that I'm thinking for all these years, just like Isaiah, I'm thinking, you know, when Isaiah said, I saw him, and it wrecked him. It absolutely wrecked him. He sees the real presence of God, and he said, I'm a man of unclean lips, and he's been preaching. And I'm so thankful that as, as the narrative goes there, that he didn't leave himself there. 
But the Word of God said that there was a coal on the altar and it touched his lips. My next point is Jesus and the will of God. And this is where I'm going. It's that, that you know, for years I thought, well, I've, I've, I've tried to preach it. I've tried to do this. I've tried to do that. Only to find really that all God wants from me is me. You say, that sounds so profound. I wonder what God could do with a man or woman if he had all of them. If he had all of them. I would suppose that there'd be miracles and manifestations, not just sometimes, but a whole lot more of the time. I'm sure that there would be a divine presence that is felt in a certain person's life that, that when they even walk on the street, that even their shadow would have an effect on other people. When I read of these great preachers of the past and those through the great awakenings, whether it's Jonathan Edwards, whether it's, whether it's Finney, whether it's any of those, or Wesley, that when you read of them people, man, they were just like, wow. And then coming up even a little closer, the Smith Wigglesworth and those other people that had such power that even people were raised from the dead. Before you think that I'm not into that, I'm not here to say, God, I want to be one of those people that raised the dead. Can I tell you the will of God? God, I want you to do, I want to do what you want me to do. Before I close tonight, Jesus and the will of God. John chapter 5 and verse 30. Eric, as you get a song ready. Jesus said this, as miracles are beginning to happen, we've already turned water into wine. We've, we've already done that. We've, we're already moving along. and There's already people coming against him. John chapter 5 and verse 30, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father that has sent me. See, what happens, Dan, is this, is that sometimes we think, well, I've got to do this. I've got to go to Africa and be a missionary. I, I've got to, and can I tell you, if that's your call, do it. But can I tell you, sometimes the simplest acts of will, Elena, sometimes the simplest acts of the Holy Spirit speaking and us being attentive enough to say that one there is hurting and listening to the will of God move through the power of the Holy Spirit whispering when all of hell is clamoring. Jesus didn't come to do his own will. He came to do the Father's will. Ultimately, that brought death to him, but life to us. I'll close here. When you do the will of the Father, it will bring death to self, but life to others. That great step and that far step. When's the last time you left you out of the conversation? When is the last time that you spoke with somebody and it didn't come back around to you? I spoke with someone today. Y'all going to think, my pastor is pitiful. And that's okay. But I'm as transparent. It's hard to be that transparent and be this thick, but you all know I am. I spoke to someone. No, I didn't speak to them. They spoke to me for 10 minutes straight. 
I started, I made the mistake by saying, how are you doing this morning? And in saying that, as ill thought as you think that is, please stay with me. I was fine in doing it. And when I walked away, I thought, hmm, did I feel cheated? Not really. I really didn't. I'm learning. And I thought, you know what? And the Holy Ghost used these as teaching moments. I thought, Lord, do I do that? So what I'm saying is this, is that I'm trying to listen. This whole thing, man, where I've been for two or three weeks has done everything but totally wrecked me. But I'm learning. And it's worth it. It's worth it. You struggling? I want to touch everybody and I can't. I want to reach everybody and I can't. I want to minister to everybody and I can't. Now, when I say can't, I want you to hear me. And God's showing me that the eye is where it's at, but God's reminding me we can. You think, well, just me and you. Nope. We can. We can. We can. I wonder, I wonder, church, if we come in here on Sunday morning, Y'all know this is kind of a rerun. Which one, Lord? When's the last time you come in? You said, ain't seen them before. When's the last time you come in and said, they look like they hurting. When's the last time, ladies, you come in and you said, she knew. I don't mean like she knew. I mean like she's new in here. Guys, when's the last time that we we said, hey, man, I, I, I do. I don't think I've seen them before. I'm done. Jesus didn't leave me alone. He came looking for me. It was the will of the Father. I didn't get done. Folks online, don't turn me off. I want you to go through it too. I wonder tonight if we could just come before the Lord. Just come before the Lord and say, God, show me. Show me. Show me. I want to do your will. I want to do your will. I'm willing. As always, most always, you're here and you're lost. You're online and you're lost. He came to save you. He came to set you free. If you're broken, you're bruised, you're hurting, Pastor, why you always do it? Because I always believe there's one that needs him every time. I don't care if ain't three people in the place. I always believe there's somebody that needs him. So tonight, Charlie, we're going to pray. And we're going to pray for the Lord to use us. And we're going to say, Holy Ghost. Help me to be more attentive to your will and your way, to the Father's will and his way. Lost come. Christians come. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King. Thank you.